0: So if we were actually that big of a deal in the Fastlane and on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app, someone would have screen grabbed our initial lineup that I posted and then deleted like 35 seconds after posting it to Fastlane Lane on Twitter. It's not up there anymore if you want to check it out. Because as soon as that happened, I'm sitting over in the Star City earlier today. And a move that I didn't think was impossible but I probably wouldn't have had them pegged as the favorite actually happens. Jaden Bradford, a four star quarterback from IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida picks Liberty university as his next destination. There are a lot of angles to get to this. One, maybe the most cynical is does he actually sign with Liberty when that time comes? I think that's a fair question to ask. Certainly. Certainly. Because this is by far the highest profile recruit out of high school to commit to Liberty. Yes, they brought in talent and they did a very good job under Hugh Freeze of finding individuals. Oftentimes it was needing to mature. See Malik Willis at quarterback. He did a great job of that at Liberty. Uh, You know, Still a long way to go in the NFL with that definition. But from what Liberty needed out of him, he clearly matured from his time at Auburn to Liberty. But he was a transfer. A little bit different. You know, damaged goods as people may have viewed him. It clearly won that damage because he was good for Liberty. Then you got other high school players. A lot of times, Liberty took transfers from other universities. Some of them may have had uh, character questions, shall we say? Uh, you could look at you know Day Day Hunter. Obviously, had the domestic situation that popped up right at the coaching transition, uh, end of November, early December, and Enter the portal came back to Liberty, then entered the portal again, and now is looking for his next destination. And there are others that come to mind for various reasons that Liberty brought in during the Hugh Freeze era. So there's been a blueprint for this school and for football in general that they could attract talent and have a blueprint for them to succeed at Liberty. And they've proved that out with results. Again, say what you will about how the Tennessee Titans may have bungled Managing Malik Willis, where they drafted him, and there are things that he also has to work on to be better because that's part of the reason they went with Will Levis this year in the second round of the draft. And I think realistically, they hope Ryan Tannehill is their guy because I don't think they believe either one of them are ready right now. But you combine that with everything else and the fact that Liberty's had success on the football field. And granted, this was under a prior coaching staff, but then you Build on the departure of Hugh Freeze the right way. You had the right idea. You bring in Jamie Chabwell. Had a ton of success at Coastal Carolina. Still to be determined what happens with Grayson McCall because he went back to Coastal. So there's no NFL outlook for him and for the quarterback position from Jamie Chabwell as far as getting those guys to the pros. But he's put other guys in the NFL. Isaiah Likely, the tight end with Baltimore. There's a the defensive end that went to Philadelphia, a couple of running backs that also have gone on to the league. There have been different positions uh, and a couple of other defensive linemen that, that have all come from the Jamie Chabwell system. So it's not like he can't do this. It's not like Liberty sacrificed one guy that could get you to the next level in Hugh Freeze for a guy who can't. But one of the questions, that I think just generally it hovered over Liberty, is what's their recruiting ceiling as a football program? And that's a very valid and fair question. I think it still is. But when you pick up the commitment of a four-star quarterback in Jaden Bradford, who committed to Liberty University earlier today, that's a big pickup for Liberty. And again, it's reasonable to say that perhaps he backs off that commitment if some other desperate program comes calling and is willing to pony up more for name, image, and likeness. I don't think it's impossible or that, that he commits and signs with Liberty. I think there's still a better than 50% chance that that's what's going to end up being the ultimate outcome for Liberty. Because a, a lot of programs that either have identified their next quarterback or don't, sometimes they're going to wait and see who pops into the transfer portal from other college football programs. And it doesn't have to be a group of five. Notre Dame wanted answers at quarterback. They didn't go the you know, high school commit route. They went with Sam Hartman is their signal caller. That's just one example. Washington a year or so ago, they could have gone with a couple of options. Michael Penix from Indiana is their guy. So th- there's a precedent that certain programs are, oh, they're going to come after Jaden and Bradford and he's going to leave Liberty. Not necessarily. That- that's the business football reality, and there's nothing wrong with admitting that that's part of a decision for everyone nowadays. Coaches make those decisions. Freeze made it to leave. Chabot made it to come to Liberty. Players do the same thing. And in some cases the business decision for the player is to go to liberty now i don't pretend to know everything about the background as far as a player from bradford but he's a guy that by and large has got a pretty good pedigree in terms of being able to throw the football particularly his transfer from chapin high school in south carolina where he originally was to img academy which runs more of a pro style setup to get quarterbacks ready for the next level. granite pro style offense used to mean. You know a quarterback. An eye formation. And two receivers and a tight end. Now it's multiple package personnel. But it's more throwing responsibilities. Chadwell's offense is that to an extent. But there's a ton of short passing and running game. Mixed in there. I would say more so than Hugh Freeze. And that's a, again a fair and a valid question. To throw out there about this. But there are a couple other ways to look at this particular decision of Jaden Bradford committing to Liberty. The other one is, who else was interested in the guy? Because his offer list included a number of programs that should raise an eyebrow in a pretty good way. Penn State's the most notable one. I'll dismiss Cincinnati. I'm not big on Scott Satterfield there. If it was Luke Fickle, surely that would be the case. And again, I don't know if you know it was more Fickle, more Satterfield, where the Cincinnati interest was greatest for Bradford. I- I'm not that into the weeds john manson from a sea of red.com is he can probably fill that in for us when he joins us today around five twenty 520 or five twenty five. but some of the other schools that jump out nc state laugh all we do and we do it often at robert and i their offensive coordinator from his time at virginia and that stupid pass to the left tackle against virginia tech which was the end of his tenure in charlottesville i mean just the worst play call imaginable in a goal line situation he still doesn't know how to get productivity out of quarterbacks and nc state was one of the schools south carolina is another one that pops up they've been on a tear over the last calendar year with recruiting and they've lost some guys to oregon and the florida state you know programs that may or may not have a penchant for tampering if you will but i mean again that goes on at a lot of schools you can single out oregon and florida state but there are others that do the same thing as well I'd make self-deprecating jokes about my guy John Ruiz in Miami, but, I mean, it's not hard to figure out that that's probably been happening with them too. But South Carolina still, they've done a great job identifying and recruiting talent and developing and maximizing it so that guys aren't sought after by other rosters. And it doesn't mean they're always going to leave, but that's the type of thing I'd look at. Penn State's the obvious one because they've been a thorn in the side of almost every school in the Commonwealth of Virginia that it's really until Brent Pry recently at Virginia Tech and they've themselves been on a tear over the last year, they're not quite at the level of Penn State, but they're at least able to fight for some players they want and keep them home. Until then, Penn State had as much say in Virginia as any of the Virginia schools did, unless Alabama or Georgia or Clemson wanted to come in, and they have too. But Penn states uh, if they're recruiting you, there's some legitimacy to it. There's clearly talent there. What they do with it, you can debate, but the ability to identify talent says a lot. And then there are other schools, actually. I put less stock into Syracuse, kind of wishy-washy their situation. Missouri, same thing. Louisville, you know, if it's the current coaching staff there with Brahm, who came from Purdue, he's really good at identifying quarterbacks and developing them. Aiden O'Connell, the latest example there. But those are schools that Liberty fought off to get Jaden Bradford. I mean, by and large, that's a really good group. And those are just the Power Five schools. Look at the group of five schools. Coastal Carolina, you know, I kind of wonder whether Bradford's interest in Coastal Carolina was tied to the fact that he's got a very good relationship with Liberty's, you know, quarterbacks coach, Will, offensive coordinator Willie Korn, and head coach Jamie Chadwell, and whether that was really the interest there. But, I mean, even if it was, we just mentioned it. They, they've got a very good ability to identify talent. Appalachian State, very good identifying talent. East Carolina, same boat. UAB, I mean, laugh about Trent Dilfer all you want, and some of the, you know, hyperbole that has come out of his quarterback camps and some of those other ones the guy does know how to identify quarterbacks and pinpoint talent and has been able to develop them and has been in the mix for some four and four four and five star guys at the quarterback position including Jaden bradford so take that for what it's worth for liberty okay they didn't beat georgia dominic Riola's son or dominic Riola's son dylan Riola. They didn't beat Alabama or Clemson or Michigan or Ohio State for a quarterback. That's not anything to be upset about if you're a Liberty fan. I mean, it's very hard to beat those schools. They're consistently in the group of five or in the the college football playoff, and they've all won a championship in some iteration of it. Most of them have won multiple championships. I mean, you didn't have to fend off LSU for this guy's services. You didn't have to fend off USC. We know what they've done with Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley but here's the thing that's a good group for Liberty in and of itself just the fact that you've got a staff that can secure what appears to be a serious commitment from Jaden Bradford a four-star quarterback today speaks volumes for Liberty And the relationship they have, yes, and that certainly is a factor. And when you're selling Liberty, you're not going to be the biggest pot for NIL. Flames Rising Collective has done a really good job relative to Group of Five programs, but we outline this all the time. There is no billion-dollar benefactor like Phil Knight at Oregon or Argyle Presidente, John Ruiz at Miami, the guy who should be the president of the NCAA. We say that somewhat jest. It's not a big collective like you find at a place like USC or the SEC schools or Ohio State or Michigan or anyone else. But it's good for where they are as a program. And then you can sell that with relationships. Everyone knows about facilities. And that is why today's a big day for Liberty to get this commit. Whether he sticks around or not, time will ultimately tell. But if he does, it's even better for Liberty. If he doesn't, you've got a lot of attention coming your way for this program. And it shows there's enough of a selling point for Liberty. And then take this out. Because the commit for Jaden Bradford came today. The quarterback from IMG Academy for Liberty removing that they've been on a tear in recruiting they brought in a number of high-end guys the wide receiver that you know eric smith from virginia and yes virginia tech kind of probably cool on them when they knew chance wiggins might be their guy and they were only going to take three and wiggins was going to be the third and he committed the other day but still three-star recruit who had again higher-end offers picks liberty university there are others they brought in developable offensive and defensive linemen shoring up those areas if nothing else it says the coaching staff's got a good idea of what they're doing and that should inspire confidence for liberty flames fans about today i I do have my doubts about what happens down the road it's not you know i'm not sitting here saying no way jaden bradford signs with liberty but this is the type of momentum thing we've seen with quarterbacks before trey and yes arch manning and Jaden bradford probably shouldn't be compared the exact same because one's a a legacy the other's not one is a five-star player who committed to a Power 5 program and had a ton of hype around him. The other is a four-star player, good talent, but, I mean, it's much more hyped in our backyard, Virginia, and regionally. But when you got a quarterback that commits early in the cycle, if they are serious about it, it does elevate your recruiting profile, and it does elevate the ability to bring other players on board And that does carry a lot of weight and value for any coaching staff when you're trying to develop something.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, if you are Liberty, you have to feel really good about it. You have to feel, um, you know, positive about the fact that uh, you kind of were able to to get this done and get this commitment. We'll see if it lasts. And I only say that because the guy's a four-star and – there's other factors in this. and and uh, I, But I think the fact that they were able to land a commitment like this because uh, you, you typically see in the first full recruiting cycle, which Jamie Chatwell is now in, is where you get that boost in recruiting. And the fact that they were able to land a guy like this is really good. And I think it also shows kind of where college football is at in terms of the distribution of talent, where you could see a four-star kind of commit because – of the transfer portal and kind of... You think about it like... The... You know, if you want to start going down the quarterback rooms of all the major teams... It fills up pretty quick. Um it, it, No doubt. So, it kind of gives Liberty some room where... They kind of have a massive hole at quarterback right now. They've had... You know, they had it last season. It was very in, inconsistent. It, you could argue that could have been probably the one thing that held the offense back... Was inconsistent quarterback play. If they can land this guy... And, you know, you look at Grayson McCall and his success at Coastal Carolina, it it all plays into a perfect kind of scenario where Liberty has proven they can get a quarterback to the draft, even if it's the third round that's still getting to the draft. And Jamie Chadwell has shown, hey, if you come here, you can become the most efficient passer in the country. It's kind of what the late Mike Leach said to one of our – one of my favorite players, and I think Gardner Minshew – when he kind of committed to Washington State because he was going to be, I think, go back up, go be a backup at Alabama. And, you know, Mike Leach just said, hey, you want to be, you want to lead the nation in passing. That could be Jamie Chadwell's recruiting pitch. Hey, you want to be the best, you want to be the most efficient passer in the country and <laughs> come to my system. And I think that's a good way to do it.
0: That's a good point because it's a quick game offensive passing setup. Um, there, there are parts that would seemingly be transferable to the next level, but. The other part to this is you've got a guy that now you can build around. And yes, you know, six foot, 185 is not the biggest. But, I mean, we saw that with Bryce Young this past year at Alabama. I mean, he, on a good day, he's pushing six feet. He's, he's an absolute savant by all accounts, Bryce Young is, in terms of the ability to process information and the ability to understand how to contort his body to make throws. And, uh, you know, he got beat up last year and yet still somehow was there physically behind a uh, grant this is you know relative to their expectations but a subpar alabama offensive line bradford's not built all that differently and you get him at liberty for a while i mean heck let's just say you add 15 pounds 20 pounds six foot 200 six foot 205 you can have a pretty thick build you can still run the ball effectively you can absorb some hits and for liberty you know, they've already tried to address the offensive line in the trenches. I think their starting unit could be very good this year. I do have serious concerns about you know, the depth behind them, and, and that's a, not something that's going to matter, obviously, to Jaden Bradford this year because he would not enroll until the fall of 2024 or maybe the spring of 2024. But whatever, he's not playing this year for Liberty. However, you know, you've got the bones to be able to do something with it. And that's where it's a good day if you're a Liberty fan that this type of news has come out. Um, speaking of other news that's come out, we'll delay our thoughts from other topics in the fast five at five-ish till maybe after John Manson from a com, perhaps after WSET's Dave Walls, who will weigh in on this and the arduous journey of players from the minor leagues. There was a highly touted Danville Braves prospect a couple of years ago. Looked like he was on a rocket ship to the majors, and then just released Cubs double-A affiliate. I mean, it's it's how quickly things can change especially in a confident sport like baseball. Dave Walls will weigh in on all of that around 540 today in the fast lane. But when we return, as we mentioned, John Manson from a sea of red.com. More on this day for Liberty. Just how big of a get is it? I don't know if you call it monumental. Maybe from a recruiting front it is. And from a talent acquisition standpoint, you can make the argument. But this is the type of move where you could say, all right, no freeze left. It's different, but... You knew that Freeze could bring in high-end talent. Again, there were some asterisks and question marks there, and you to got to call a spade a spade on that. But now Chadwell is showing he can do that as well. That's where, if you're a Liberty fan, you can breathe a lot of a sigh of relief and now just see when it comes together. That when we return, hopefully coming together for us on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. And keep weighing in Fast Lane Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts.